I'm Zach Weiss, and you're listening to Across the Cavs on the Basketball Podcast Network. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome inside the latest edition of Across the Cavs. It is February the 10th. It is afternoon time. It is also the birthday of former Cav Jermaine Jones. Two years, 160 games, very healthy while he was here. Turning 44, so happy 44. I believe that would mark his Allen Henderson season. I got to check my number database, but nonetheless... We talked about the trade deadline yesterday. Today, we're coming. We're talking a little bit of history. And no better person to do that than the current voice of the Cavaliers PA man, Sean Pebbles. A pleasure, sir, to welcome you back on. Zach, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And so I'm going to I'll ask you a prereq. I think I know the answer to this. But Sean, what were you doing at between 10 and 1230 on Tuesday night? uh on tuesday night tuesday night. Probably, it's, it's uh, tuesday right? uh oh yeah uh tuesday i was uh what between 10, 10 and when 10 p.m and 12 30 a.m i i think you're pretty sure the game was on tuesday uh it was um <laughs> it's been a week man <laughs> holy smokes yeah uh yeah the pistons were in town on um was it wednesday, wednesday or tuesday? I believe. It, it was I wednesday it was, wasn't that wednesday pistons were wednesday i think yeah, the Pistons my... were Wednesday. Pistons were Wednesday. They traveled yesterday. They're in New Orleans tonight. Yeah. So Tuesday, you were watching the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Los Angeles Lakers, I take it. Oh, yes. Okay. I see where you're going now with this. Yes, I was <laughs> I was up with that. Yes. I was thinking more direct something with Cavs. I'm like, obviously it is kind of direct yet indirect. But yes, Tuesday night I was uh I was sitting for most of it, but then obviously once the number got under under 10, uh I stood and just watched with uh with great anticipation of how and when that uh that record-breaking bucket was going to fall and a lot of people were anticipating a sky hook and i i think maybe you know he had that in the back of his head but uh that that fader that he has is obviously also one of his you know all-time great uh shots a lot of those points were uh courtesy of that fader so uh, it was great to see him hit that and i i stood there i i smiled i really just smiled i was just so overjoyed and happy that he finally got to that plateau and it's and he's going to keep on going too. Is it's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, and I was reminded of, and having watched the Cavs for a long time as well, I was reminded of that jump shot. I was rewatching the 2007 Finals last night. Four minutes into Game One, he missed on one of his patented step back fadeaways, and Mike Breen, JVG, and Mark Jackson were going into the nuances of that shot. That was 16 years ago. Obviously, it only gets better and better. As he gets older, and I'm sure, Sean, for you, it was pretty cool because you normally have to sit and try and stay poised in big moments. So to be able to stand at home and not have to worry about calling and keeping your poise must have been pretty exciting in its own right. Yeah, and, you know, and obviously your your mind obviously goes back to all the years that I watched, you know, him play just, you know, just as a fan. Um, you know, my daughters and I were at his very first home game in Cleveland uh, 20 years ago, and we were there back you know, years, years back, whenever he made the return and came home. So, and then the cool part was that part of that running total that he has, some of those, I got a chance to witness in person to be a part of that moment and, and call out those buckets. And um, yeah, just super, super cool to kind of watch the progression of his first shot in Sacramento 
uh, all those years ago and all the stuff that he's done in between uh, that that night and that uh, that that fader the other night in L.A. It was it's been a great journey for him. And like I said, couldn't be happier for him. And I'm really curious to see how high that number goes when it's all said and done for him. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more buckets for LeBron when he takes the court again, likely tomorrow with many new players by his side. My other question for you in, in regards to LeBron, Sean, and PA announcers in all sports and around the league deal with this same thing, but you're, the beginning of your Cavs tenure featured LeBron as a Cav. The last five seasons have featured him as a visiting player. So how weird has it kind of been to have to go from LeBron James to LeBron James for three? Kind of obviously you do that with a lot of names, but with the name of his stature, did it feel weird the first time when he scored for the visiting team when you had to – quietly whisper his name from St. Vincent yeah. number six or number 23. Yeah, it, it, it does. But you know, the crowd obviously is behind him and there's, there's such a good vibe in the building whenever he comes to town. And the first time that he returned with, with LA, it was actually the night before Thanksgiving uh, in 2018 and introduced him last. And I just remember going through the first four starters for LA and then, and I just kind of glanced down at the sheet and, and knowing there it is. And, so I kind of smiled and then you, you just felt everything around you just like rise. And it was, it was an awesome moment. And, you know, and, and since then the times he's come back, you know, he, he still gets an amazing ovation and so much love and appreciation and respect uh, from the crowd. And, you know, but when the ball goes up though, he's obviously in another uniform. So, you know, it, it's, you got to take care of business and, and do things, you know, like any other player in any other uniform when they come in the field house, but uh, it's, it's always a special treat whenever he's there and how awesome would it have been if the scheduling would have worked out that the record breaker would have fallen in Cleveland. Uh, obviously we missed that by, you know, a good amount of games cause they were there a while back, but you know, it'll be, it'll be nice whenever he comes back around and get a chance to hopefully uh, recognize his accomplishments when it's all said and done. Yeah. And I wish, I wish there were scenarios where we, where we play the what if game in our heads that some of it can actually happen because if we think, about how many games he's missed just because of various ailments and injuries over these last couple of seasons. And, and we think about that, that time, his first season back in Cleveland, where he just needed some time to get his back right, how many points he might have scored in that time frame and here and there. And I guess it wasn't meant to be, obviously, you know, it, it's something you're not going to miss. I'm not going to miss it. No one that, that's ever been a Cavs fan or cared about him as an individual or as a player was going to miss it. And to do it in a home game, though, I think has to be just as special. Obviously, the Lakers don't know the same LeBron that, that Cavs and Heat fans know. They have won a title, but they've seen the side of he'll still put up the numbers. He won't play every single night. The record's not what it was before he came, but it, nothing changes. When LeBron James steps on the court, there's a reason that the Lakers play on national TV so often. It's that we can't take our eyes off him when he's on the court. And Last LeBron question, Sean, they're going to move. To Kobe, and talk about his last game uh, in Cleveland, which was seven years ago today. Just thinking, thinking big picture for LeBron James, you know, and getting to be a part of his career. You know, what's that when when you think about LeBron James in basketball? What do you see? Uh, just generational. Uh, just that that name that every time you think about the NBA, he's he's there. He's one of those topics of conversation uh when talking about the nba and the history and uh the the all-time greats and obviously there's all that debate going back and forth about who's the goat and who you know whatever i don't get caught up in all that i was lucky to grow up in the jordan era as well as be a part of the the lebron era so um 
you know, when it's all said and done for him and, and, and everything is just done, you know, with his career, whatever that may be. I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those special things to talk about uh, because of the fact that I was so blessed and so fortunate to be a part of a piece of that journey, uh, you know, on a professional level. But then as a fan, again, going there the very first night he stepped on the floor inside Cleveland um, and then being there throughout all of it. Uh, you know, it's like, I've been kind of on this journey with him, um, you know, indirectly. Uh, there's a picture hanging on my wall from my very first game uh, with the Cavs on October 17th of 2017. And it was a center center page of a LeBron magazine. My wife found it and the center centerfold page is LeBron going up for a dunk. And just behind him, you can see me sitting at the scores table. And uh, so that's a that's a big moment for me professionally and personally, because, you know, that night was so special to me. And then to, that somebody captured that image and my wife found it. And it's like I said, it's hanging on my wall. It's just a nice reminder of just such a cool connection that I have, you know, to a, a little piece of his journey. And uh, and it's it's really cool. It, it's It's been an awesome, awesome ride. And I'm so excited to uh, to say that I got a chance to to call his name a few times. And I'm just, I'm my, I, my only gripe with that is they didn't send you the picture directly. Your wife had to find it, but obviously shout out to her for, for doing her digging and discovering it. But nonetheless, yeah, uh, very well said. Very cool to be a part of, of LeBron's legacy during his calf years and beyond. And, and another superstar who obviously passed away way too soon, RIP, Kobe Bryant. It's been over three years, which is very hard to fathom. But seven years ago today, the Lakers paid a visit to Cleveland. The Cavs came away with a 120 to 111 win. Kyrie had 35, LeBron had 29, Tristan had 15 and 13. I believe this was the year before you had taken over. So we still, uh, this was before Olivier had gone to the Nets. Correct. So he took down the Lakers by nine. Kobe Bryant shot five for 16, but it was the last time that he'd ever set foot in Cleveland. So on the topic of, of Kobe Bryant, Sean, many people have him, uh, some as a top three player, some more adventurous takes. And we're not here to debate who the best is, but some people would call him a top two player all time. I have him in my top five. What did Kobe Bryant mean to you as a basketball fan? Because you grew up with Jordan, which obviously means by association, 10 years into Jordan's career, Kobe Bryant walks onto the scene. So what did he mean to you as a basketball fan? As a, as a fan, again, he was one of those one of those players that when you thought about basketball and during that time frame, Kobe Bryant was, you know, one of those ones, again, in the forefront of the conversation, along with the likes of, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. And then, you know, then you had your Allen Iverson period and the Dirk Nowitzki, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, like all these, you know, marquee players. But Kobe being the type of player that he was explosive, his shot creation, uh, his work ethic, his. Uh, his fire that he had um, both with the floor and his preparation and everything else that he did uh, was one of those players you couldn't help, but not get behind. You had to, you had to just, if he was on TV, you stopped, you stopped scrolling. He was like, Oh, okay. Kobe's on tonight. So just what, what is he going to do next? And I remember that, that last night that he was in Cleveland, I remember um, Ahmad just doing an ab absolutely incredible job of of Kobe's intro I, I could have gone on for hours with all of Kobe's accolades and it was it was truly something special to to watch and um you know and then on the flip side of it I had the unfortunate honor it's not even an honor the un unfortunate position of you know doing his moment of silence at the field house uh the days after the tragedy and just remembering how 
just the energy in the building because we were actually playing New Orleans that night. It was a really highly pushed game where Zion was making his first appearance in Cleveland. Uh, and Cleveland really promoted that night very heavily. And then we're coming off of the, the, the accident and everything. And it was just a night that was um, just surreal to, to be a part of. And I remember being in the moment and doing the, the read in the moment of silence. And uh, actually, we, it was a moment of tribute, actually, is what we did for Kobe and, and the other um, victims of the crash. And, you know, starting the game with the eight second backcourt violation, the 24 second violation and everything. It was um, it was it was a good celebration of Kobe, but it was also just a very uh, somber and sad occasion as well, just because of how everything happened, the suddenness of it and the tragedy. And um, as as a fan of of the league and a fan of, of Kobe's uh, that that hit deep. And uh, and obviously, like you mentioned, the anniversary of that was just a couple of weeks back. And it hard, it is hard to believe it was three years. But obviously, a guy like that, his his legacy, his memory and the things that he instilled in people, uh, both old, young and anybody else in between that's a fan of basketball and even not a fan of basketball. I mean, the work ethic itself in any field of life that you're in, his black mama mentality uh, and, and the time that he put to his craft. Uh, is contagious, I think, in any part of life that we live. Yeah, a, a player that we'll not forget anytime soon. And the only time in my 21 years of being an NBA fan that I ever refrained from watching games for four days after he passed away, could not bring myself to actually watch basketball, something that has never happened before, never happened since, a transcendent player uh, for absolute certain. So we will step aside, mm-hmm. folks, for a quick word from DraftKings and be back with more. After this. You know how I'm always thinking. Gotta look at the Cavs. We've got the Pistons and Pelicans coming up over the next couple of days. So I'm always gonna be looking. Cavs money line. I'm gonna go under because of the impressive defense they've been playing this season. And I'll always go for Darius Garland assists. He's done a fantastic job facilitating this season. It's easy money. You know? I know. We all know. Easy money. So download the app now and sign up with code TDPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back, folks, on Across the Cavs, joined by Cavs PA man Sean Peppel, Zach Weiss with you as always, and We've talked about greatness for the first 15 minutes here today, Sean. We talked about LeBron breaking history, about Kobe Bryant, his final moments in Cleveland, and the salute to an incredible career. Donovan Mitchell entered, kind of entered the conversation when he dropped 71 points in early January against Chicago in a game where he had about 16 at the half. The Cavs were struggling. Some people might have thought about tuning out, but he came back. Tied it in the last seconds of the fourth off a missed free throw. Went crazy in overtime. Got to 71. So I ask you, Sean Pebbles, what was it like that night? <laughs> Hoo-wee. Uh, I, and as you were describing that, I'm literally like back in my seat that night. And, you know, the way you described it, it was like early on. It's kind of like, 
okay, then let's kind of get things going. It was just kind of like a, just a normal night at the field house, you know, the good teams going back and forth and, and, uh, and, you know, to your point, you know, Donovan, I mean, even 16 in the first half is not bad by any stretch, you know, but it was, like I said, it was just, it felt like a normal night. And then there was just that one moment, you know, later in the game, like, you know, in the third quarter when, you know, you kind of look up at the board and you're like, well, wow, he's, you know, he's kind of getting onto something here. And then you get into the fourth quarter, the game is obviously close. So there's obviously an, an, a high level of energy and excitement brewing because that's just what happens in the field house. I mean, the best fans in the NBA absolutely 100% of the time show up at that place. And uh, it's because of them that, you know, that they provide so much different and, and needed energy and, and excitement to, to the team. And uh, it's, it's an all for one, one for all type of thing. And that night was definitely uh, at the top of that list. And, you know, before you know it, you know, he's, he's knocking at 50 and, then we, you know, get to the end. It's like, okay, you know, strategically, how's this going to work with the free throw? And it, and it worked. I mean, how many times do you see people try to intentionally miss the second end of a free throw, and 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 somehow it ends up in their hands and off the backboard and falling in? And that the eruption in the building at that moment was I, something I don't think I've ever really heard of that level um, throughout my five and a half years behind the microphone there. And and then obviously, you know, that was just one thing. Now we get into overtime. Now we've got to take care of business and and really finish it off. And they really, really turned it up. And and Donovan just it just seemed that when the ball found his hands, no matter where he was, um, you know, he obviously had the the confidence, his teammates had the confidence and belief that, hey, we're we're gonna make this happen. And and Donovan did everything he had to do, made every play that he needed to make um to get the W. And ironically, tomorrow night, the Bulls come back. So <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get Donovan part two. Obviously, the most important thing at this juncture is is getting the W's. Um, but for something like that to happen once is something you never think you'll be a part of. I mean, to watch Kobe's 81 point game and, you know, some of the other stuff that's happened over over time. Um, but to actually see that happen just one time is is one thing, um, you know, but I'm sure it's going to be on everybody's minds tomorrow night. Oh, well, you know, what are we in for tonight when the Bulls come back? Is it going to happen again? Uh, but again, the most important f- fact is, and, if, and Donovan said the same thing that night, is the w- most important part is that we got the win, you know, that we we did what we had to do to win the game. Um, but an accolade like that was celebrated and much deserved. Yeah, and you and an incredible evening, to say the absolute least. And obviously, Herm Edwards says it, Donovan Mitchell says it, you play to win the game, you, you come out. You do your job. It takes all 71. You win in overtime. So my last question for you about that night, Sean, I've shared my thoughts so many times. I mean, hard to remember how I felt in that moment other than excited and eager to think that there were five more minutes of ball waiting for him to make history and pass LeBron and Kyrie's record. But my last question for you, you know, about that day, how do you go about calling a basket off a missed free throw? It's such real time. He got that up probably in within a second of, of the miss. How do you stay ready for that? And how do you call something like that compared to any other basket? Cause it's gotta be a little different and challenging with the crowd already being loud. Obviously your mic is turned up, but how are you going to not get drowned in that craziness too? Oh, I, I did get drowned out. Uh, there's <laughs> no question about it. Cause I, I felt like that I had to go a couple octaves up, uh, you know, with, with the voice because of how loud it was not even just going into that, that situation, um, so in answering your question and when it went through and how, how I kind of kept my focus on it, obviously we knew what he had to try to do. He had to try to make 
or, you know, make the first and then, and then intentionally miss the second and to get the putback or somebody would hopefully get the putback. And so kind of expecting that. And then when it actually started to happen and you saw the ball go up and fall through, I couldn't help, but just react the way I did and, and, and say what I, you know, obviously I just called his name. Um, but in a, in a much more excited type of manner, because the beauty of what I get a chance to bring to my part with the Cavaliers every single night is, is, is fan first. Um, and I really have to try hard to, to keep that contained uh, at times. Uh, but a moment like that, everybody was just all together with that moment. And it was, it was so special and exciting. And, um, you know, and, and there's obviously other times when a bucket will happen and I can't see it. So just because there's an official in front of me, coach, you know, JB's in front of me or the opposing coach or, players are sitting on the table and I'm trying to, you know, if there's something I don't miss, you know, catch, um, I'll confirm with the score scorebook next to me. Or if he, he's not sure we, we, we just make sure that we understand fully before a, he records something and before I say anything, because if I'm not a hundred percent certain on what happens on the floor, I don't, I don't speak, but that yeah, was definitely last... something I was very excited to speak about that miss free throw. <laughs> the miss heard around the arena, around the state and obviously around the world, there have been, but seven players to ever score 70 in a game. I, I would, I, because I didn't have an opportunity to see the Kobe game in real time, just follow the box score. When box score watching was the old form of watching, as I did with the Cavs in my early years, probably through the end of middle school, when they weren't on national TV with LeBron, my quick, my best way to watch the game being in New Jersey, go on NBA.com, refresh the box score every 30 seconds. And I feel like I could recite full games back despite not actually seeing visuals. Wake up the next day, go to, for me, was Yes Network, go to NBA TV Daily to watch Rick Kamala tell me about what happened in, mm -hmm. that, in that old time. But it's, it, that, that moment was incredible. And to also, by complete coincidence, I didn't expect this to happen. I was at the Devin Booker 70 game because I was there to, to catch up uh, with the Suns announcer, who I had talked to a bit uh, for a couple weeks before the game. So that's why I went. I was going to school in Massachusetts. All of a sudden, this 20-year-old guy, I think it was maybe 21 years old in his second season, decides he was going to score 70. So you never know. That's what's great about the league from a fan perspective, from a PA perspective, from, from any perspective, Sean, obviously. I mean, they say where amazing happens, and that tagline fits perfectly. For sure. That was definitely one of those moments I'll never forget. And so are there other moments for you where obviously Don scoring 71 is the most best individual performance you've seen in your time, but do any moments for you rival that just that the level of excitement, the, the crowd noise, the moment uh, since you took over in 2017 for, uh, for the Cavs? Well, I mean, the, the, the playoff wins, you know, that first season and going to the finals was, was very special and, there was some big, you know, big buzzer beaters, you know, game five, Indiana, game three, Toronto, uh, you know, both of those finishes ended with LeBron jumping on the scores table right in front of me both times. So that was obviously pretty exciting. Um, you know, the, the play in game last year, you know, the result wasn't what, you know, we as Cavs fans wanted, um, but, you know, it was still an exciting atmosphere. And there's been so many exciting games this season uh, just because of their never say die, no quit attitude that, you know, you can get up on them, but they are not going to quit fighting. They are going to keep coming at you. And there's been so many games this year. And with the home record that they have, you know, the crowds have come out in support of that. And, and they're all treated to some very, very good basketball against, you know, with the best players in the world and watching their home team Cavaliers, you know, come out with, you know, just that, that dog attitude. And, you know, we're, we're here to go. And no matter if they're down 10, 15, you know, whatever, because those moments do happen. 
but watching their progression and them, their defensive presence and their offensive end of the floor, just kind of kicking it up so many notches and the crowd getting involved. We've had so many exciting games like that this season, and we still have a few more to go. Uh, we have two more here at home before the all-star break. And uh, so we know that there's gonna be a packed house. And, um, you know, the, like I said earlier, the wins are important. That's, that's, that's what, that's the goal is to win the games, you know, and some of them are a little too, you know, too, too close for me, you know, it comes to, uh, you know, to the old heart, but, uh, you know, for, for cardiac reasons, but man, oh man, it's, it, it makes it so exciting to be a fan of this organization and, you know, not just being a fan, but also being a part of it that I, that I am uh, with such an amazing group of people over there. Um, it's game nights are, are super, super exciting. And there's too many to count, honestly, for this season alone to say that they were great moments. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be great. You got one of the best seats in the house. You're working for the Cavs. You're calling the uh, greatness every night. And obviously respect for not even trying to pick one just because yeah, the playoffs are great. Those years looking forward to that next playoff run for Sean Pebbles, 2k 23 postseason return as well, along with the 15 players on the roster and the, the two, two way men as well. But yeah, it's been the joy of a season. It's been a campaign where I feel like for the first time in a long time, there's a huge disparity between home and away win-loss records, not just for the Cavs, but across the league. So it's fantastic that they've been able to take care of business in the manner that they have. And so, Sean, they're 35-22. and 22. They head into a primetime game with the Pelicans on ahead of Luka Kyrie versus Sacramento. So shout out to the Cavs for getting a game that's going to be watched by many, thinking maybe they'll get the Kings Mavericks. But the 35 and 22, they've won four in a row. What do you personally think about the team and what they are capable of uh, for these next 29 games and then playoffs? I I mean, they they are so exciting to watch and, you know, they, they're healthy and they are really, really hitting their stride. And I... I, I, I so look forward to, you know, sitting on the couch and watching them on, on, when they're on the road. Uh, but, you know, to, to watch them in person, too, it's you really get excited because of how well they play together, how much they look after one another. You know, it, and the big thing about the Cavalier organization as a whole is, you know, it's a family and everybody looks after one another as a family. And it's 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 such a it's such a special feeling over there in Cleveland. And uh, I, I truly embrace it. And I, I love everybody over there. And. This this organization um, has has worked so hard, and they've they've gotten a lot of people's attention uh, in a very quick amount of time. And uh, you know, we all as fans obviously just have to remember it's you know it's one game at a time. So right now, the the task at hand is is what's going to happen in New Orleans tonight, and then what's going to happen tomorrow against Chicago, and then San Antonio on Monday. Uh, you know, then we hit the break. Everybody you know kind of rests, and then the NBA as a whole. It's like okay, you know it's, it's an all out sprint to the finish to see how things end up in April. And, um, you know, just keeping that one game at a time mentality and staying healthy and doing whatever is necessary to, you know, to get the wins in the column and then we'll see where it ends up. Yeah, no, definitely. And we look at this year and obviously you go game by game, the goal should just be, you know, it's improvement, whether it's one win, two wins or 10 wins. Can you put up a better record than the prior season? And given where the how far the Cavs have come these last couple of years to go from, I believe it was 22 in the shortened season up to 44 victories. And now with 35, and that's 25 games remaining. So uh, correction from before, I had said it was 29. 
It's been a joy to follow this season. You know, there's there's no doubt. It's been a team that definitely brings the energy every night. They've got one of the best starting lineups in the league. And it, it's set now. Big shout out to Isaac Okoro and his uh, continued growth. So my last topic uh, slash question for you will be this, Sean. Obviously, you just you be as, as general as you want with this. So there, early in the season, we saw Levert starting at the three. Then we saw Dean Wade. Then Dean went down. That's Okoro stepped in and has not looked back. Okoro's scoring numbers have continued to improve as the season's gone on, reminding us of that 30-point game in Phoenix from a couple of years ago. He, has, he has, hasn't led the team in scoring in a couple of years, came very close this year. So my question for you here is how fun has it been to kind of say his name, to get to say it more as he's been more aggressive as an offensive player? Because we know what he does on the other side of the ball. We see it every night. Right. And yeah, and, and all those guys you mentioned on the defensive side, I mean, they they get at it, um, you know, and, and that's that's the beauty of what this team does on the defensive side. Everybody comes in and is committed to their role. Um, as far as what Isaac has done, especially recently, it's super exciting because you, you see you see his confidence. You see all the players on the bench you know, getting behind him and everything else. And and you see a lot of the stuff that happens even off the floor, like in the locker room and stuff. And, you know, everybody's such a good locker room guy. And, and Isaac is at the front run of that because he's, you know, from what I understand, he brings a lot of just, you know, humor and, and just a lot of joy, you know, to the locker room. But his 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 time spent you know, away from the camera, away from the court in preparing and working and things like that, you can tell it is really, really starting to pay off. And, you know, it's, it goes back to that, like that conversation we're having about Kobe earlier, it's just the, 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 the black mama mentality of, of putting in the time, putting in the work and, you know, all of us in every profession do just that. And it's really, really awesome whenever all of that stuff begins to pay off in big ways. And, and for Isaac, you see that in, in the confidence uh, just continues to rise for him, and 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 it's such a good time, as well. And uh, and it's 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 just a super exciting roster from top to bottom, and and Isaac is a big part of that. And um, looking forward to seeing him tomorrow night. Yeah, and obviously th- th- this is this might be biased. Maybe it's not. Maybe bias is the wrong word, but I think Sean, my personal thought is the way you say Isaac Okora might have overtaken any other player on the roster, including Jetty, as my favorite personally. <laughs> <laughs> and Isaac, oh, Coro, because you're able to weigh yeah. his, his name is, you can really have fun with it when you go from the O shifting to the K, because it's such a different consonant sound. It, just, it sounds beautiful. So, had to say it. Had to let you know that. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Obviously, as he scores more, we hear it more, and it's, it's, it's been great to watch his growth. And, I, and I, I, love, I love saying all the names, you know, and getting, uh, you know, having Rubio back. Uh, is is obviously great. A lot of some of the ushers uh, in the arena and the, up behind me, you know, they they were looking forward to getting the the Rubio back, and so we've got that, and uh, and Dean and and K Love and uh, everybody. That's it's it's such a joy and a treat to to have fun with each one of the names, and because um, again, that's just that that fan part of me uh, every time that mic is cracked. And I will and I will close with this: when I did finally get to a game a few weeks ago from my seat. I was I was doing it along with you guys. Uh, how the name is said in starting lineups, going verbatim with it. So that that is that is how catchy the the Cavs PA squad is. So yeah. shout out to you guys. Always do a great job. And it's oh, and, and much 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 love and respect to Ahmad because nobody in the league does it like him. Nobody does it better than him. And uh, I'm so 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 excited and so honored to to call him a colleague and a friend. Uh, he's he is so darn good at what he does. 
Yeah, big shout out to Ahmad. Shout out to both of you. Shout out to the entire Cavs Voice Network. Uh, obviously, unrivaled, the best. Whether or not I'm saying it because it's a Cavs podcast does not matter. If it's a fact, it's a fact. Sean, a pleasure, as always, to to talk sports with you and to get it from the PA perspective as well. I, I always appreciate the opportunity, Zach. Look forward to the next one. And so he's Sean Pebbles. I'm Zach Weiss. This has been the latest edition of Across the Cavs. Coming at you again real soon.